0: hey esports goons that's right it's your boy it's me and it's time for project esports for june 24th i'm dylan and i'm joined by kate what's up kate
1: hi how are you
0: good uh kate has uh, graciously come on um as being our probably number one friend of the pod and number one poster for sure in our chat and stuff uh but she came on because uh the boys have left me again And I promise it's not going to be a scuffed episode this time. It's looking good so far.
1: I believe in us. I think we can handle it. I'm magical, so I'll make sure it stays live, hopefully. You're you're (laughs) going
0: to protect the stream, make sure it stays up, make sure that no no audio issues happen. So it's going to be good. Um, So we have a couple stories I want to talk about. Um, A few of them are going to be a little bit quick, um, but I think we have like two really good topics we can kind of dive into and really have a good discussion over. Um, but I just want to start off with the Rocket League World Championship. Have you seen, did you watch any of it or did you see any coverage from it?
1: Um, was this, that, this weekend? Because this weekend was kind of crazy Overwatch League-wise, no.
0: (laughs) Okay, so yeah, what, what basically it, it was, you know, the Rocket League World Championship. It was a huge event, but like, also kind of flew under the radar a little bit. I didn't really, I, so I don't follow Rocket League too much, um, but a bunch of my friends on Snapchat are super into it, um, And I would just start seeing a bunch of snap stories about it. I was like, oh, what is this huge event that's going on? And so I tuned in a little bit. And the only other thing I saw from it was that they broke a world record there for the longest wave. So, like, you know how, like, when you're at a sporting event, like, they come around and you do the wave and stuff? They had the longest wave of over 18 minutes, which is really weird.
1: Is it that boring? Sorry. i i don't watch a lot of rocket league i have played it it's fun but i, I um, haven't watched a lot of
0: i think there m- might have yeah there might have been just a bunch of downtime
1: okay because that just 18 minutes is a really long time
0: is a very long time so
1: just like wave your arms repeatedly yeah so i what? don't know for me it's like that's my question was it boring? <laughs>
0: uh i think it was fine i think it's just like one of those things of like live finals sometimes you're just like all right we just have to wait 30 minutes and they just filled that 30 minutes with just doing a wave i guess okay (laughs) Um, gotta do what
1: you gotta do i know uh, overwatch league they play a like Gangnam style and have like little dance parties in between stuff so mm -hmm. gotta keep yourself entertained a little bit
0: yeah i think that's like the weirdest thing about esports is the in between like all the downtime is really hard to i guess fill meaningfully because like whenever you're at a football game um it like i used to go to like college uh football and it would always be filled like you know at halftime with like the bands would come out and play and they'd fill in it's like okay cool or like the small in-betweens is like you do like sing, sing songs or whatever mm-hmm. um and in baseball of course it's just all down downtime the whole thing is downtime mm-hmm. um so oh, yeah. Just, yeah i've but... been to
1: baseball games like i just go get food and
0: yeah yeah you just like you chill out and you get food and stuff but esports doesn't have that as much like that I guess established culture so I mean is there a good way to do it is there like do you think that we're gonna have like a good culture of like figuring out what that downtime is figuring out the pacing of it all or is it just gonna be like all right I guess we'll sit here awkwardly until DJ Khaled comes on
1: god no (laughs) um I would like to think we'll get there eventually probably not like in the next year or so but i think um at least in terms of overwatch league because we are going to be starting to do geolocation soon i think certain home bases will have different things they'll try to do to keep crowds coming back like Mm -hmm. i thought the dallas homestand was interesting because they had the reinhardt runoff between the two reinhardt cosplayers and that was it's definitely something just to kill time and put on air. So, we'll mm-hmm. come up with something. Cosplay yeah. contests would be kind of cool, I think, because mm-hmm. a lot of people like to cosplay, especially in Atlanta. Like, that's a huge gaming city. Like, they're always doing tournaments and stuff. So, it'd be interesting to see yeah. what people come up with. I think.
0: Hmm. Are you going go to, have to the, gritty? You gonna go to the? Are you going to go? Hopefully, gritty. <laughs> uh, but are you going to go to the? the Atlanta, Atlanta Games? Yes, yeah.
1: yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I'm going. Uh, it's in two weeks, and I'm excited. I'm meeting a couple of my coworkers for the first time at, over at TGH. So. It's exciting. Yeah. It's my first esports event. Wait, really? (laughs) Uh, Well, like, I've been to, like, fighting games, smash tournaments and stuff like that. But this is, like, something I actually care about. So, like, (laughs) I went with my ex at the time. So, like, this is something, like, I'm actually passionate about. This is, like, my job. So it's, like, I'm going to my people Mm-hmm. And i'm really
0: excited <laughs> you're gonna have to give us like the post-mortem of it because like oh yeah the first esport event is definitely very special so
1: oh yeah i'll actually be taking pictures and maybe using my instagram that i never use so <laughs> <laughs> um
0: but yeah i i mean i guess the rocket league was just so boring as well that most of that topic was just not about rocket league Sorry. either so no i i mean i don't think any of us on the podcast have really been super big fans of it but it's been it, it's, it's huge. Like, people play it and stuff, but, like, it's never been our thing. Um, but the one thing in Rocket League that's going on right now is, like, Epic Games, how they bought out uh, the game. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't like it at all. There was, a there was like, a, a Twitch uh, clip that was posted. Um, so, like, the cameraman went into these dudes who had, like, T-shirts on. It was like, I don't know, like, fun T-shirts or something. And then they turned around, and before the cameraman could pan away, uh, the back of their shirts had, like, the Epic Games logo on it. And it just said epic fail. <laughs>
1: I like it. Mm-hmm. It was people pretty really good. Bad. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I guess that's like something we'll kind of keep on the back burner and keep reporting on. It's just like seeing how the feeling of it all is. Seeing if like there is going to be a lot more tension. Um, I mean, this event went fairly well. And I think even though people hate on Epic Games, I think that they are starting to figure out esports a little bit more they're starting to get into the groove of it a bit um hopefully they won't be a complete train wreck um so hopefully we'll have good news report on for their games um but switching to something that is more in your your wheelhouse uh for sure um i'll let you take this one so just tell us about uh and uh tell us about jonak what's he have going on
1: Besides everything, the man's but, a king. Yeah. <laughs> the man's a god. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, Jonak is a um, big-time healer. of plays for the NYXL in the Overwatch League. He was the MVP, I believe, last year. And because he was MVP last year, um, Blizzard has decided to give him his own personalized skin, which is really freaking cool. <laughs> um, it's basically designed around um, one of his tattoos. Um, he has a very big squid tattoo, and it looks absolutely amazing um i don't know if we're able to link the thing in chat for people but um it's basically an nyxl skin but it's got a giant squid head and like a little other squid heads around him that are his orbs and it looks really really neat
0: (laughs) oh that is really cool yeah (laughs) so but um sorry so this was done like a little bit later right because he got this Mm -hmm. because he had the player of the year right
1: yes player of the year yeah
0: and that was a couple months ago right
1: I think so. It's been a while since, like, all this has happened. But um, my favorite bit was um, they wanted to, they asked him a question. He asked um, whether or not Profit would be getting one because Profit was voted the T-Mobile MVP last year during grand finals. And um, Mm -hmm. they said no, and he got really excited about it. So, like, (laughs) something that a lot of players are going to want now because they're going to want, like, something kind of cool and personalized that will, like, represent them in the game.
0: So, I mean, I I think, obviously, like, they were lining up, like, doing this for the next person who's going to get it fairly soon. Mm-hmm. But probably it was, like, in a weird position of, like, oh, we're going to start doing this, but we don't want to, like, screw over Jonak because he got it last time. And so, like, mm-hmm. let's retroactively go back, figure his out, and then we can kind of start with this, this new tradition. Which I think is really cool because League does something a little bit similar. Um, don't
1: they do um with the team like logos and stuff like that for them
0: yeah so whenever a team wins worlds um usually they have like a line of uh, skins for the characters that like is their main lineup okay. um they will have like custom ones so like uh yeah like skt1 had like a bunch of skins in league that were um for you know some the, the, like their main lineup which i think is really cool i like it because it definitely it bridges that gap again between like people just playing the game and like esports which is really good and really important because like You need that you need that to get uh to get above 100k consistently on Mm -hmm. twitch views
1: yeah (laughs) i don't know i just think it's it's interesting because jonex is going to be such a big part of the overwatch league's history Mm -hmm. that i'd like to see more players represented maybe not just mvps but like other key people um i think Gaguri getting a skin would be hella dope give her like a diva skin that's like frog inspired that'd be cool um yeah. Um one of my coworkers Connor actually wrote a piece about it and he actually brought up having um an Internet Hulk inspired skin. Um Internet Hulk was a one of the first coaches in um like Apex Contenders before like Overwatch League became a thing. Yeah. And um he passed away rather tragically a couple of years ago and like Dallas Fuel does a lot of stuff for him but I think that would be something kind of cool to do. Um mm-hmm. there's a little memoriam in for him at Eichenwald that you can look for. It's kind of like a little Hidden Easter egg thing, but oh. I don't know. That was just something I personally, as an old envious fan, was like, that'd be really cool. And I've been thinking more and more about like who they could have and like you know what potential players could do that. I could see them doing a Carpe skin one day. I can see them doing a Sure for Bastion skin one day. Like mm-hmm. players who made an impact with a particular character. Yeah. So I think that would be kind of cool. So I'm really excited to see more of these, and I'm excited to see who the next mvp will be and who that skin will be inspired by
0: mm-hmm. i hope it's a good one um I, I i i do really like how they do this though it's a good way to connect it do you think what do you think is like the next step for them or do you have like any i guess list items that you would want them to do to connect with the community a little bit more Ooh. besides talking about contenders a bit more
1: listen if I could get a fusion university skin I would buy the whole line I would buy all those stupid credit things I would I would do that if they would just give contenders some love I would love to see um team skins for that because they do have a lot of good like um ways they could go about it that that they could personalize with them um fusion university is especially like One of the best and they're playing tomorrow at 6 a.m eastern standard time against runaway if anyone wants to watch over at the twitch.tv contenders channel um like they could do something really cool with it i think especially for people like players like alarm or elk like maybe do like skins inspired by them like you could do iconic duos and contenders something Mm -hmm. like that i just want to see more representation of that and i think Another big thing on my wish list would maybe be doing events and enabling drops on the contenders channel.
0: That would That's be really cool. Thing. Because I, I uh, hope they do something like that.
1: Because I believe a Fortnite streamer got uh drops enabled, and that was a bit of a bonker for me.
0: So <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: just a little bit more representation, I think, for the tier two scene. Because yes. if they're going to make Overwatch League viable, and you know they're hoping to not go bankrupt, I think they need to start putting a little bit more time into the talent that's going to be coming up
0: in the next couple of years yeah i mean they need to build up that pipeline especially because like you have the overwatch league and it's huge and stuff but you need to like slowly work your way down and support people down the pipeline so that like people watching it now like younger people especially kids on they're watching on disney xd are like i want to do that i want to play overwatch i want to be a professional overwatch league player (laughs) and then they actually have a viable way to like move through that and like become Mm -hmm. that rather than this like really weird vague like system that like sometimes people don't understand quite well and it's confusing but um, i don't even think
1: blizzard understands what they've done to be honest sometimes but
0: no they're just like throwing random things together and just seeing what happens um but someone brought sorry sorry someone brought this up in chat i want to get your your thoughts on it um but what about the alt skins
1: some teams have better than others
0: well yeah but like some teams have better regular branding than others too
1: (laughs) Yes, but I don't want a referee skin, <laughs> and I also don't want to actively support the Florida mayhem, and I'm really conflicted because those jerseys are amazing. Uh,
0: I don't. I don't know. I, I think having the referee skins in there for for Philly would be a great because you can just like stop people in their tracks and stuff. Like you're playing like Anna, and like you just need to put someone on the bench. You just like sleep them. <laughs>
1: uh, I think they're interesting. I think that'd be a cool. Maybe in the future, kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe
1: after some teams redesign would be when I prefer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think there actually would ever be a redesign or rebranding, or do you think it's pretty um, well solidified?
1: I think it's solidified, but I also think because they were limited time, this is something they could do every year
0: mm-hmm.
1: potentially. I don't think a lot of teams would opt to do it because it might be expensive. I know that there were the Chinese teams; they didn't have they didn't have it in time to have their own jersey. So, like. Yeah the Spark, the Charge, uh, Shanghai, they don't have their own. So that could be something they could do next year to kind of introduce. So I think, like, maybe if they kind of alter around that schedule, schedule air quotes, like, next year, the Chinese teams expansion teams get it. Next year, if we get more expansion teams, like Berlin or Tokyo, like, those could go to that. Like, mm-hmm. it'll be, they'll build up on it, I
0: think. Yeah. I hope so, because I like a lot of them. Um, I especially like DCs. Uh, yeah like i mean yeah their regular one is like very like red white and blue it it, like makes Mm -hmm. sense um but their alt one's cool even though i don't like the the red and black like that edgy kind of branding that every it feels like everyone has that branding in in some way or another um i really like it because on their sleeve they have like like the they have the two states and dc there Mm -hmm. which is really cool because um everyone here um like locally they just like flip shit over they were like i can't i need to get this immediately because uh especially like dc and and maryland people they love to see their flag everywhere like they have i I would say those two flags in terms of like states and stuff Mm -hmm. top tiers very close very close top tier ones
1: that's really good because i know um i was really excited about atlanta's because i was all about the georgia peaches or the atlanta peaches when that concept design came out and then they come out with the peach jerseys and i'm like I hate this team, but I really, really like these jerseys.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing everyone was so upset about. They were like, how can you do a, a, a Georgia team and not do anything with peaches? This is so exactly. upsetting.
1: <laughs> we had this conversation, I think, about the cherry blossom idea because of the yeah. D.C. cherry blossoms like mm-hmm. back in the day. So I would like to see more like locally-themed kind of stuff. I think that's neat.
0: Yeah, it definitely gives them a lot more flavor, and it definitely connects them with like the local communities a lot, um, which i don't know if this is news or something i just saw um so i did see that uh, nyxl posted like a little nyxl 2020 kind of thing and it was just like a small i guess like little hype webpage. i guess is the best way to put it but it was just basically like hey everyone get hype we're coming home in 2020 uh did you oh, see cool. did you see that with any other teams or any anyone else really hyping this up
1: no actually i haven't i know philly hasn't otherwise mm-hmm. i would have been all over that um <laughs> but they're pretty good about local locality anyway just because that's they're one of the few teams that actually do go actively visit mm-hmm. at least a couple of times a year so like i know they go to like uh, nerd street gamers up in like philly and stuff like that they've had events there and they're like they're always doing something with the community um fusion fam is pretty active um i can't say the same for like paris eternal my other team that i write about just because like it's kind of hard for the team to go to France unless they're from France all the time. But I think once geolocation hits, they'll start looking more into that. And like, once we get there, they'll start hyping it up more and start building that community.
0: Yeah. For 2020, do you know if it's, is everyone going local?
1: The plan as put by Nate Nanzer before he left was every team will be home by the end of
0: 2020.
1: Okay. The end of, that's what he said. I don't, I don't know if it'll happen I they don't plan on adding any new expansion teams during this time which I think is interesting because if we're gonna go around the world there's only two teams in Europe so I don't know how this is gonna work schedule wise
0: (laughs) yeah it's gonna be very weird for sure yeah um I don't know hopefully it uh, we were talking a couple weeks ago when Nate left on how much it sucked because they were still trying to get like to the like everyone being home and stuff and I don't know i hope whoever they bring in does a good job and they bring in someone really strong because uh everyone's leaving blizzard (laughs) everyone's leaving blizzard everyone's kind of fed up with blizzard a little bit morale's really low there um which sucks because they do good things Mm -hmm. so um, hopefully they bring in someone uh you know willing to stick stick through it and someone who has like a plan and it goes well because i think i think universally everyone just wants overwatch league to do well
1: yeah I, I would hope so anyway yeah yeah
0: but let's switch over to talking about a new esport potentially and that's auto chess will so, this be an esport i know that's what we'll get to okay, okay um so we were talking a little bit before the show um but you aren't really too familiar with auto chess
1: nope
0: All no right. idea so let me let me give the quick breakdown for you and everyone else who doesn't know what Auto Chess is. Um, it started out in Dota Two as a mod, and the way the game works is it's basically a chessboard, and then you buy pieces like you buy heroes um, from just like a lineup, and you put them on the board. And it's like a every round it like starts, and then two teams like clash together. And it's Auto Chess because you're not you're 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 not like moving the characters around or doing anything. So it's like a MOBA if a MOBA was just, like, automatic. Like, they were computers crashing into each other. Uh, This got huge. And it was, like, a big deal mod, too. Like, super well-polished, really well done. There was, like, an actual, like, development group with it. And they did a really good job. And in the culmination of, like, two weeks, shit got crazy. So they were like, all right, we're making a mobile game. But it's not... It's 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 like a standalone mobile game. It's not going to have Dota branding. It's just going to be called Auto Chess. Everyone's like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then Valve was like, hey, we're not... We like the Auto Chess team. And we're giving them thumbs up to do the mobile version. But we're making our own Auto Chess as a standalone with Dota IP. Okay. And then Epic Games was like, oh, by the way, we bought... The auto chess team to make an epic games auto chess and then league of legends was like oh by the way we also have an auto chess we've never released a second game before here's one that's like a like a mini game we just released uh so there's just like this huge like flood of this new genre now just like in every game so you remember what happened with like Fortnite and PUBG on how like, you know, one game came out and then the genre kind of blew up from yeah. there. It's mm-hmm. like that except it's like a mini supernova, of just it exploded very quickly in two weeks. Okay. Um, it's a good game though. It's very it's fun. Uh, it's like it's, one of those it's games. Not the,
1: game that the long queue time that I've seen people on Twitter. Yes. Complain about. Okay. Yeah, that's
0: the League one. Okay. okay. But it's good because like you can throw it on one monitor and like watch like twitch or something on another or you can like mess around on your phone because it's like it's not super involved because okay. you know during the round you, you the teams are just fighting you're not really doing too much um okay. but it's good i like it and it might be an esport maybe
1: well that's my question because you said there's a lot of downtime.
0: yeah so, so that's just, it, for you know, me
1: esports are fast
0: yeah like fast paced um i'm trying to think of a a good way to to say it uh i think that's not the main reason because there is a lot of downtime in other esports or past esports like starcraft had the you know first 10 minutes of game which was downtime basically because you're just starting your stuff off Mm -hmm. Um, and this is like it's interesting because the downtime things are actually happening and during like in between the rounds you're buying stuff and moving stuff around which that's not the exciting part to watch if it were to be watched um but the weird thing about it is it has like randomness to it so the amount of like characters that you can buy is like i don't know we'll say 5 slots but those 5 slots are random slots so not everyone's getting the same choices of heroes to pick from and not everyone like sometimes you just like do really well like all your stuff lines up you have a really good team comp and you're able to get all your upgrades and stuff and it works out super well but then sometimes you just like don't get anything and it kind of sucks and then you just lose so that's the weird part um but i mean they're they're still gonna host a one million dollar tournament later this year so i don't know um like what do you think about randomness in esports (sighs)
1: <sighs> this is why I don't like PUBG or Fortnite or any of those games, because it's random. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's skill for those games, but I don't think it's at an eSport level, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. that's I just think the randomness of it. Because like, you can start a game and make it all the way to the end, but then the next game you could die instantly. Yeah. Like it's, it's just too unpredictable for me to really understand why people are so determined to make it an esports.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Does that make sense? Because, like, you have people who are good at, you know, the certain games that they do. Like, Ninja's really good at Fortnite. I don't enjoy his content very much, but I can admit that he's a good player and he's good at building things, which is the goal of that game, I think. Yeah. So, Vaguely. <laughs> Vaguely. Yeah. It's one of the things you have to be good at to be good at this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I can appreciate that, but I just don't quite... Because it's so random, I just can't support it as an esport like i can understand why people like it and why people want it to be but for me personally i just i like to have rules and i like to have a very like i like structure i Mm -hmm. like things that like i like controlled chaos i don't just like chaos chaos
0: yeah so would you say that you do you consider it an esport or would you say it is a bad esport and shouldn't be an esport or is it an esport that you just don't like because of the randomness
1: I don't think it should be an eSport, and then I just think it's bad. <laughs>
0: okay, I have a follow-up yeah. question then. Okay. What about card games like Hearthstone?
1: See, for me, that's like Controlled Chaos.
0: Well, why is that Controlled so, Chaos, but Fortnite isn't?
1: Because you don't die immediately. I think that's really the main thing. But and that's the thing that kind of shirks me off of it, if that makes sense.
0: A little bit. So let me, let me play the contrarian here. Okay. Okay, so... Uh the way that a lot of the randomness works is that if it's random and it's totally random and you can't do anything about it, it's bad. Um, but especially with like card games and all that, you the better players play to the variances and there's like it's like playing poker professionally of where it's like a card game and it's random, but like in the background you're like, all right, if I go here, I can get there's like you know a sixty percent chance I can I, I can I can win this one. Should I take the 60%? Should I not take it? And then you think about all your other outs and stuff like that. Um, And so people who are able to play to the variants really well end up on top very often. So this is why like card games are super random. You can just draw all your cards that are worthless and you can't play them. Um, But someone who's really good at the game will play so that things like that happen very less. And I think the same... Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay, so then I guess that's the factor. I don't see that. I don't think there's strategy in Fortnite and PUBG and stuff like that.
0: This it's not as much strategy, but more like technical skill. Because like you could drop in and you know you could drop next to someone and they can have a really good gun and you can have nothing and you can lose. Mm -hmm. But there are certain spots that you can drop in where you have a reasonable chance of picking up something, and because you have a lot of technical skill can get headshots you know you can you can make the most out of that weapon that you can so this is why ninja wins very often or this is why all the top fortnite people win very often do they lose immediately sometimes absolutely but like if you graph their their like win percentage it's usually really high and the times that they just drop in and die immediately are very very low
1: okay i don't know i just i would consider hearthstone and stuff like that to be more of an esport then Mm -hmm. I just, I, I just don't like Battle Royale games. I think that's also just... Oh, no, I totally stand I there, too. I,
0: I don't <laughs> like Battle Royale games. I think they're bad.
1: <laughs> I just... Out of all the esports that there could be, I just think that one can just kind of... Okay, I do like PUBG's production and stuff, though. Mm-hmm. I have seen some tournaments there, so I can give them credit for production, but it's like League of Legends. I have no idea what's happening, but it's shiny, and I like what I'm seeing. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, no, those are, are really good esports. I, I think I think MOBAs are definitely... a. Uh a well-designed eSport that's in the space very well. Um, But let's see. I think we are dropping a couple frames. So we're going to see if we come back. All right, I think we're think we're back okay we dropped a couple frames but that's okay
1: okay
0: i think we're good we're gonna we're gonna try to trudge on but like i was saying um i think mobas are a well-designed esport because there is no variance i do i i personally really i i don't like variance either like i'm totally on board with you there i like i that's why i like fighting games like i like being able to sit down and go all right everyone's on equal playing field here we're all in the same boat we got the same stuff let's just go um And that's why I tend not to like Battle royales either. But people are going to play them. What can you do?
1: Yeah. No, like, if you like it and you think it's an eSport, good. You Mm -hmm. do that. You support it. You put that time and effort and money into it. I just personally won't because it's not my cup of tea.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. All right. That's my thoughts.
0: (laughs) So I guess we can jump on to the next one. um, To something very similar. Fortnite sales are down 38%. Is this doom and gloom? Is this, Do you think this means it's a dead game? Is it going to go where it belongs in the trash?
1: <laughs> I wasn't going to say it because I was already mean about it. But <laughs> um, I don't think so just because <sighs> I want to say like their age-based group will probably still keep it going for quite some time. Yeah, sales are down now, but like give it a couple of years, you'll find a couple of new kids who like will be like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, it's everything. Everything goes in flux. Overwatch mm-hmm. is going through flux. I constantly hear it's a dead game, constantly, <laughs> constantly. I
0: don't, I don't think you have a real game unless the community is constantly saying that's a oh, dead yeah. game.
1: And I think that's just gaming. Yeah. If it's not a dead game, a uh, dead game, are you even gaming at this point?
0: Yeah, I mean, League of Legends has been dead for I think six years now.
1: Oh, well, Yeah, didn't know that.
0: Yeah, really? at least six years has been dead. So. Um. <laughs> But you got to watch out because occasionally people say games are dead and then they turn out dead like StarCraft 2. Yeah. Rest in peace to my boy.
1: <laughs> uh, you could also say the same thing for HOTS or at least oh. their eSports scene.
0: Yeah, that one's still a little yeah. bit fresh though. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Give it some time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the toxicity just kind of pushed me away from it. And then mm. I found out that there was Heroes of the Dorm and I was like, Really, there's enough interest. And then it was kind of a thing, but it was kind of a, I don't want to say contenders level because that hurts my own feelings, but like it was very under the radar kind of esport. Yeah. And then it just dropped.
0: Oh, no, it definitely was. Like Heroes of the Dorm, it was super popular amongst like, I, I guess like college age people. Cause like whenever I was in college, that's when it got really big and stuff. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, this is the thing that we really want. Um, but, I don't know I get against everyone else it kind of flew under the radar a lot it didn't get really big which kind of sucks because I like Heroes of the Storm I mean I don't I, I don't play it very often but I like the premise I like I don't okay I don't like playing it I like it conceptually because it's I cool because it's like okay well you're not focusing on like farming up you're focusing on like doing team objectives and like working as a team and like that's in where theory. yeah in theory in theory <laughs> until people I yell mean- at you
1: yeah i don't know i like that i can play lili the the Pandaren. she was my favorite character i liked mr pandaria okay i thought Oof. cool oh was that, really that's a
0: take i think that might be I one like, of the hottest takes
1: listen in a long time. I also like kung fu panda i just like pandas okay <laughs> i'm a simple person i see something cute and cuddly i'm like want to hug it
0: and i like it <laughs>
1: But, no, I liked it in concept, and mm-hmm. I still play Heroes, like, occasionally. It's not my favorite game, but it does teach you really bad habits if you're trying to get into, like, League or Dota.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. Because, like,
1: I had no idea last hit was a thing, so here I am just spamming. Why am I not getting money? Oh, that's why. Yeah. Because it, it, it teaches bad habits because, the, like, the skill floor ceiling is so mm-hmm. low in comparison. But, yeah, I don't think Heroes is going to die necessarily because people still play it. I still see a lot of like pro streamers that were pros that are still streaming it. Mm-hmm. So I think Fortnite will also be okay, unfortunately.
0: But... <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess the good side effect of this is that people might look to Battle Royales to be less lucrative now and we might get less just random you know, hey, you like Fallout 76? We put a Battle Royale in it. Have fun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're not excited?
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I think that was, like, one of the most unhyped things I've ever seen. <laughs> hopefully this next year, we're going to cut it with all the Battle Royale spinoffs, and we'll switch over to something good, like auto chess spinoffs.
1: Sure. <laughs> I will take your word that this is fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, I guess let's move on to our, our, our big topic. Our, 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 this, this is the main dish topic here, I would say, of the of the show. And that's the US government blocking League of Legends in Syria and Iran. So people you know, people want to play League of Legends in Syria and Iran. They go to log on, and it was like, sorry, can't play this game. So the reason for this is because the US put sanctions on them. And so like digital like commerce it has to be cut off too which means league of legends had to you know basically prevent people in the region from from logging in which is really weird right
1: yeah i can't even imagine like being banned from playing a game at least here like i just can't fathom that like not even being able to log in like Mm -hmm. it's scary
0: (laughs) i mean it i mean they're coming for the gamers this is a direct (laughs) attack towards gamers and I don't think they're going to take it, you know? Like, gamers don't take this thing lying down.
1: <laughs> well, um, I know people have been using, like, VPNs to, like, get around it and stuff like that. So, yeah. like, it's not entirely lost. It's just expensive. Yeah. Over there especially to get around it.
0: Yeah. So. And it really sucks. Um, yeah. I mean, th- this whole thing has a ton of different layers of issues. Um, I-, I mean, obviously, just, like, I guess, like, the conflict in general. Uh, just terrible and stupid and stuff too Um, but I guess going down to the not super political level I I, I guess um, it just sucks when you block off something like that because even though League of Legends is an American game I guess you don't like consider it American I don't it it feels more like a global game because like yeah Riot is in LA and they make the game and they host the game but like it doesn't feel like it's like an american product it feels global Mm -hmm. No, i Um, definitely
1: agree like league is just something that even though i don't actively follow it and this is like the first year i'm super getting into it it's something i've known about and it's just always been something that i've seen like as a unifying kind of game like you can kind of say the same thing with like fighting games like it's a very like anyone from any aspect of life can come play this game and yeah Are they always welcoming? Probably not all the time, but it's very, it's much more inclusive than most other games that I've experienced, at least. Yeah. So for me, it's just kind of sad that they're blocking out a huge group of people who are passionate about this game and want to be a part of the community, but they can't because of X, Y, Z.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's just, for me, it's sad.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think on a social level, it sucks too, because I mean, at least when I was in, I would say like early high school and stuff like that most of my like social interactions I got just like in gaming like Mm -hmm. that would be the thing is like I would look forward every day to like I I get to come home I get to log into StarCraft I get to play with my friend it's going to be great and then like I could just imagine that there's like a ton of people in these countries that have that kind of same experience of where like you know their interests are different they like gaming and stuff like that and then they you know more or less like they live online because that's where their communities are and stuff and then they go to try to get to those communities and it's just just blocked yeah and that really sucks
1: like, Discord was down for, like, an hour today, and I was like, I can't contact my friends in any other form. <laughs> this is bad.
0: You're just, like, cut <laughs> off from the world when Discord's yeah. down.
1: Yeah, and it's just... It's sad. Yeah. More than so, anything for me.
0: So, uh, do you think... I mean, I, I obviously, like, Riot can't do anything about it, but, like, do you think there'll be any movement with this soon? Do you think... I don't know, maybe someone will find, like, a... a better workaround than expensive vpns or like where do you see this playing out
1: um how political can i get on this? oh podcast? oh it's it's <laughs>
0: me on the podcast it's just okay, me here i don't want no andrew, to no andrew holding us back so you could get very political
1: i'll behave a little bit um with who is currently in office not anytime soon i think it'll have to be depending on how the next election goes before, I think, maybe we start seeing any progress towards the, I don't know. Honestly, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I don't know, but with how things are right now and how tense things are, not anytime soon.
0: Yeah. my best guess. Yeah. Ah,
1: best guess. I can speak English, I promise.
0: No, yeah, it, it is getting to the point of where uh, the tension with this, especially with, like, people kind of sabre uh, sabre uh, saber, I forget, it's, like, saber bashing or something like that. Like, rally, like, they're trying to rally people up or whatever for a war. And, like, that's getting, like, weirdly kind of close. Um, So, I mean, obviously, I hope, like, the the worst of, like, going to war doesn't happen or anything. Um, And there is a large anti-war movement going on right now, which is really good. Um, I definitely saw a lot of it um, this past weekend. Um, So, I, I got to go into, I went into D.C. to see one of my friends. And, like, just walking around and stuff, there was, like, protesters out and stuff like that, which very good cuz you know going to war is a terrible idea um we definitely saw it with the past i don't know like 19 years um i think there was like one year of my life that I was alive that like we weren't at war in the middle east um probably so yeah i don't know it's it, it is really terrible and hopefully something happens where tensions cool down a little bit um but i mean you could you just tune into to to the the post political talk. Uh, to my, <laughs> my my secondary podcast, Beal Talk, where I'll give you a, I'll give everyone the bread pill. Okay. Um, but no, it it is really bad. Um, I hope it stops soon, but we'll see. We will see. Hopefully, people can play League again soon. Yeah. Um, but from there, I, that's that's all I want to talk about in terms of the news. And I guess we've had you on. How many is this the th- fourth or third time
1: i think third because i had to cancel on you one time
0: yeah so you've been on three (laughs) times um but we haven't really talked too much about writing or anything Mm -hmm. uh so you're you are a writer you write so (laughs) what do you do i guess on your day-to-day would you say for writing
1: cry a lot about my teams um for those of you who don't know i'm a beat writer over at the game house i write about the philadelphia fusion and the paris eternal so i'm constantly in pain every other week (laughs) um (laughs) um, but my day-to-day um is actually changing because we used to be really into doing recaps of team games and stuff like that we're going to be um not doing that fairly soon so i'm going to get to focus more on features and talk more about contenders and stuff like that but i basically do a couple articles a week just talking about my teams talking about, you know, their, their flaws, their many flaws, and then the great glimmers of hope that, that I see in them. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It's my favorite thing.
0: <laughs> so what got you into writing?
1: Um, I've always been into storytelling. Um, my mom was really big into, like, you know, making up goofy stories for me and my sister when we were kids. Um, I wasn't allowed to play video games, so I read books. Um, I was a big Harry Potter nerd. Uh, J.K. Rowling was my idol for a very long time not anymore but um <laughs> but um i just i've always loved writing i've like i've always liked hearing other people tell their stories i like hearing anecdotes i like having memories written down and mm-hmm. it's just something i've always kind of done always journaled um i used to be really before i understood what fan fiction was would write like you know whatever Pokemon character, like, Ash Ketchum, like, fan fiction with myself as the other person, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just silly stuff like that. So I've just always been writing. I haven't always shared it, but it's been a big part of my life for as long as I can remember.
0: So what made the writing outlet, I guess, shine in journalism and writing about esports?
1: Um. Well, I wanted to be, um, like, Christian Amenport actually, when I was, like, in college, That's I wanted to be like, I don't want to say a journalist journalist, because I'm still a journalist. But like, I wanted to go like, out to Syria. And I wanted to like, cover the big stories. And I wanted to like, be there in the action and stuff like that. And then um, I was actually the editor of my university's newspaper for quite for like a year. Um, It wasn't very successful. And I learned the hard way about a lot of things with it. But um, after that whole thing, I had a lot of IRL stuff going on and I stopped writing for quite some time and it wasn't until Overwatch League started that I started writing again Mm -hmm. and it just kind of re-sparked that passion in me and that's kind of how I got here. I just kind of sent out an email to TGH and they were like, sure, interview with us. I made a really bad joke about the Valiant. They somehow still hired me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of how my eSports journey started. It was kind of on accident.
0: (laughs) So, I guess, like, just, like, for the future of your writing, do you see it in esports? Do you see it in um, going back to do, I guess, like, live journalism or just, like, on-the-ground journalism in the future? Where, where do you want to take it?
1: If Overwatch League could last forever, I would write about it every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> I would. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it. I love talking about all the various intricacies of it, all the, you know, social issues in it. Um, I just love that whole scene but if i were to do anything i'd probably actually go into teaching abroad and then write about my journeys there and i'd want to be like the female anthony bourdain and just kind of talk about people i meet and write
0: long form journalism like in form of like uh like books
1: books um i could do articles have my own like you know column somewhere ideally (laughs) but i just want to write it doesn't really matter to me what i'm writing about as long as i'm getting to share stories with people because that's
0: what i like to do so i i guess there's a lot of aspiring writers especially in like the esports sphere um definitely a lot of young people getting into esports and they really love to write do you have any tips for for anyone that wants to get into writing whether they're younger or or older um who just have a passion for esports and want to write
1: um i saw this in like the google doc yesterday so i thought about this a bit so i have a few um Biggest thing I can say is try to write every day so you don't get rusty. That was my biggest thing coming back was I thought I was absolute garbage with my first article mm-hmm. and that really affected me and it made me scared to write even more. But um, I have a really good support system where, I'm, where I write at and they've helped me find my voice. But if you consistently write every day, as I've been trying to do, like you get better mm-hmm. and you start to solidify your voice. And that's like the biggest thing for me personally is like I like to read stuff where I can feel that this person is writing it and they're not just writing to appease me like it's their heart and Mm -hmm. stuff like that as cheesy as that (laughs) sounds (laughs) but that's like the big thing for me is just try to write every day solidify your voice um share your writing even if it's scary don't be afraid to like reach out put stuff on forums like just put yourself out there you'll eventually find people who like what you do and you'll meet some amazing people in the process who will lift you up and who will encourage you to do what you want to do but um, my biggest advice goes out to any female writers out there who want to do this. Just do it. Ignore everything that may be negative coming towards you. Just, we need your voices out here. Don't be intimidated by the big scary boys in the industry. Just do it. You will not regret it. They're, you've got some amazing women writers out here who are wanting to read your stuff. who, Who, we want you here we need you in this space. So that's like my biggest thing is like, hey, if you're a female want to wannabe eSports writer, definitely just go for it. Start applying places, start your own blog. Um, probably not on Tumblr, but like, you know, <laughs> I, I I also had a Tumblr. This is me speaking from experience. Try to move outside of that bubble and just try to make a name for yourself as best mm-hmm. you can. So those are my main things. My big
0: those writing, are some my good stuff. tips. <laughs> so in, I guess just like uh, kind of scaling it down just to eSports, uh, who are some of your favorite uh, eSports writers right now?
1: I, oh, I um absolutely love Briggsy. I love, um, for those, you know, she's like the L.A. Valiant hype girl. She does a really great column called um, The Minority Report. And um, her voice is really, really entertaining to read. And I like hearing what she has to say. Liz Richardson's really good. Um, Nicole Carpenter is a big one. Um, Katrina will I used to work with her. she's a very good writer. she's very good at um her interviews at interviews and stuff like that. She really gets down to get to know the players um so definitely check them all out. Those are some pretty big names for me
0: All right and I think uh I think that's just about it for the show Do you have any anything else that you want to talk about any topics that you want to revisit any points that you want to throw out there before before we end it
1: um Nothing that I can think of.
0: <laughs> Alright. Well, give out all your socials. Where can people find you? Oh. Where can people read your your stuff?
1: Um, you can read my stuff over at the game house. Um my Twitter is Sybil underscore OW because I'm an original and I really like Overwatch. Um I'm constantly tweeting, you'll know my thoughts every single day. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Well yeah, thank, yeah, you so for for um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um thank you to everyone who stopped by. Uh, the live show or anyone else who's watching this on the FODs or any of the podcasts, we really appreciate it. Whenever you you know share us, like us, or even just listen to us, it does mean the world to us. Because um, like, even that just like one comment a week always feels really good to see and kind of makes it worth it. Um, but yeah, so if you want to watch the show live, we go live every single Monday, 6.30 Eastern Standard Time, here at twitch.tv slash popped underscore off. Uh, but if you miss the live show, that's fine, because you can just go to YouTube, just search popped off. Um, Project Esports, um, you'll find us there. Please subscribe to us on there. We're trying to get 100 subs so we can get a custom URL uh, so it can make this this uh, this ending a lot easier on us. Um, but if you want to listen to the best version, my favorite version, you can just search us on any podcast platform. One, literally all of them. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, all of them. Uh, so feel free to go and listen there. Um, but yeah, so hopefully you know the ending by now, being a, being a, a constant watcher, but Thanks, everyone. I'm Dylan. I'm Kate. And we'll see you guys next time.